For a mechanic, work is rhythm. Faster work, faster rhythm. Work quickly, work quickly. Nope, not that way. This is Slow Readers. Hit the theme music. Okay. Sipping beer. Sipping beer and counting birds. Sipping beer and talking to birds. I'm, I'm very curious how this is going to sound. I'm going to go to that duck and pull my pud. My waves are huge. Mm. And when I mean waves, I mean in this kiddie pool we're, we're recording in, I'm uh, creating these massive waves. I was like, wow, you're just like Bodhi, just searching for that perfect wave. Oh, Bodhi. Not the wire Bodhi. I thought you meant Bodhi. Yeah, like Bo- like no. Brodist. What's his first name? Um, Preston. Preston Brodist, a.k.a. Brody of my heart. Yeah. We should finish watching that. Yeah, okay. Welcome, listener readers! Hello, everyone! This is Slow Readers! Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast! Brought to you by Top Gallant Radio! Where the conversation is always on books! Where it's always talking about reading! It's always about The Wire! It's always about what we do in the shadows, the TV series! It's always about what we do in the shadows, the movie! And how much that, for like... Since what, 2014, it's been on Amazon Prime, and then yeah, the one today, day, it's gone. the one day, we're just, I'm like, you know what, this is going to be the other day, we're actively going to watch yeah. it, not on Amazon Prime anymore. Yep. That's this a- is also the show where we talk about Mig Familia, and are drinking Coronas with your boys <laughs> after completing a sweet heist. Alright, sorry about not saying anything, I was going to burp there, I had to yeah, stop. fine. Gabriel, who are you? <laughs> Hello, Daniel host of the show i'm gabe mara i'm a comedian i'm a writer i'm a podcaster and i also i am a producer of audio fictions daniel gonzalez co-host of the show who are you i am the mysterious one mm-hmm. i am daniel gonzalez audio producer editor writer and an author and dancer no i'm not shadow dancer <laughs> no i'm not I'm knife not, dancer no, no no not a dancer at all flame dancer hey what's that you dance with flames? Okay, I'm like, is, right. that, is that like a Final Fantasy class? Mm, no, and I played Final Fantasy Tactics, so I'm pretty sure that's not the case. I can dig that. Ladies and gentlemen, we assure <laughs> you, as always, this is a real literature show. Well, and in this episode, we are continuing our limited series known as Fanzerkunst. Fanzerkunst! Where we're going to be talking about every single volume of the original run of... Yukito Kishiro's yeah. Battle Angel Alita, inspired by Robert Rodriguez's Alita Battle Angel. Well, the other way around. The the well, yeah. The the idea of I mean, doing our the idea co- of doing show it was inspired, was inspired by, by the, the Robert Rodriguez yeah, movie. But Alita the, colon yeah. Battle Angel. And if you're here only <laughs> to listen to us talk about Alita Volume, uh, well, Deluxe yeah, Volume Two, the nine volumes, but we're reading the Deluxe volumes so that the first. Four deluxe volumes are actually two of the original volumes packed in together with the fifth one being the final one, which is just the ninth volume, which you remember the ninth volume itself was actually longer than the other volumes. But sure. So volume three and four, if you're going by the original Tenko Bonds, which are made by Viz, not Dark Horse. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, I was going to say that's a that's a slight correction there. La- uh, last Pretty time we correction. did this. Yeah, last time we did this, uh, we kept talking about how, I mean, we'll talk about this when we actually get a thing. I think we're... We should bump the We're jumping the gun. Um, but like, yeah, last we're time we're jumping the gun, Moo. Uh, no. Uh, uh, Shut up. Uh. <laughs> the, the last time, yeah, we talked a lot about how there's two different versions with like the translations and whatnot. Yep. And that the versions that everyone kind of grew up reading, quote unquote, I s- everyone. I said were everyone in the universe because we all know Battle Angelita. Yeah, obviously. Um, 
I was even We're right all now part of Daniel's fantasy. I'm still challenging the fact that like there was never a Dark Horse translation. Of yeah, this. isn't it surprising? It was always Viz. It was Viz. It was Viz. Apparently, yeah. No, like yeah. there were there were a couple like companies like Viz and Tokyo Pop and Dark Horse who were producing like who were like releasing manga in the early aughts who you know picked more fringe kind of things. Yeah, and uh, and honestly, like a lot of the other manga that I kind of grew up reading uh, were like the Mazamachira ones, and those are all Dark Horse. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, so Gabriel, but it's getting we're, way ahead. If you're only here for that talk, scum, swipe God up, go to our show notes. You can skip right to book talk for yeah. our talk all about motorball, baby. And uh, holy, sorry, I was drinking. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, but for the meantime, let's pump the brakes a little bit because we got some things to air out. We do some dirty, laundry. some grievances. So some grievances, mm-hmm. such as first off, well, second off, well, wait, first off, first we, off or second off, second off, actually. First off. Well, first off, I want to mention that second off, the, okay. of the two things we're going to do, which don't yeah. include this first thing. I'm sure. Um, first In. off, mm-hmm. not the actual first thing. First okay. off, Christoph, uh, we have a game to play. Oh yeah, that's the first thing we're doing. Yeah, no, no. Well, that's the second thing I want to okay. say. I have, I have a, a small little. First note. off, second off is a game. First off, second off. But this isn't actually the first off thing yet mm-hmm. um, that we have a game to play. But we're not doing that yet. First off, first off. Because first off, not Face just off. with no modifiers. First off, mm-hmm. uh, I have a little uh, 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 follow up to talk about with uh, last week. Oh um, my! Because if you remember last week, we did one of our other ongoing series that was going to be way longer than mm-hmm. just five episodes. It's going to uh, be about minimum of eighty. Minute. Well, no. I mean, we've done like ten of them already. I mean, like in total, when it's done. Yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, we'll see how long it takes for you to do the next one. Yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking of which, uh, so yeah, the we we do the Strand eighty list, which is basically we're going through the Strand eighty, which is like a list of curated and also like voted upon. Yeah, uh, like reader favorites regarding the fan, the Strand, the one of the best bookstores in the world. It's the eighty reader favorites. Yeah, and uh, and last check out time, at Strand Bookstore, and definitely check out last week's episode, which was the. Uh, uh, we're following up our conversation about East of Eden by John Steinbeck. We finally wrapped it up. Which we finally, which is a massive book. We finally like read like the last like four fifths of it together. Yeah. Uh, together, right next to each other, reading yeah, the same book. Yeah, holding hands, toes <laughs> intertwined. But like, no, we finally read it. It was a really big book. We really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And then the next book we had to read is um, uh, A Prayer for Owen Me. Yep, by John Irving. By John Irving. And, a book and, I love. And like, yeah, no. And, I, and I, I've always heard about John Irving. I know nothing about him other mm-hmm. than the fact that, that he wrote books whose titles I'm aware of. Yeah, like That's, Garp. That's the it. world according to Garb. And, Cider House rules. And then Cider House rules. No, none of these of mysteries. None of these titles are dis- like they're both descriptive, but describe nothing. <laughs> they're not great titles, in my opinion. They're they're like yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see about it. you would know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. So I looked this up afterwards. I was thinking like, oh man, East Virginia was huge, and I felt like like I really enjoyed it, and I. You know, but I had to like really cram it in there, and then I was thinking, mm-hmm. how long is this next one? Hopefully, it's going to be a reasonably sized book. East of Eden was a two hundred ten-ish thousand word book. Welcome is, to a word count of DWG, which is very long. The dog. A prayer for Owen Meany is two hundred twenty thousand words long. My God! So it's even longer than East of Eden. <laughs> and for Gabe, Gabriel, I wasn't expecting that. So like. There was this brief moment where, like, something kind of, like, sparked in my head where mm-hmm. I just went, I hate this show. It made me just go, like, oh, I hate this show so much. It's such fucking... That's a lot. It's look, work. It, I mean, at the same time, like, for example, I love... I knew I liked East of Eden. Yeah. And I finally got, like, I, I fulfilled something I haven't done in, like, 12 years since yeah, I picked I it up. Yeah, I was not going to read East of Eden probably my whole life. And yeah. I read it for the show, and I loved it. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the that's joy... That's the point of the show. That's the joy of the show. We read we're things that we're not We're making ourselves familiar. do things that we probably should have done in high school because we're bad students. That said, but we're not the show overdue, which is... 
a more literary book. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Yeah, they don't right. know what the fuck, fuck, you fuck we're doing. You. Do you know, do you know, uh, uh, wait, is, is that the one of the, the guy of the Harry Potter thing? Yes. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, we, how about You're this? Weird, dude. No, we already did Harry Potter. Yeah, the oh, over, like, listeners who don't know what the hell we're talking about, um, Overdue is another literature podcast. Really They're a lot of fun. They're yeah, a great yeah. time. But the one guy has the, <laughs> the bizarre one, stance. Look. Like, he's gonna, I think he's going to die on this hill. That it feels like the pinnacle of literature is like the first three Harry Potter books. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? That, which is, uh, and don't get me wrong, I know. Uh, the answer is the Bible. Thank you. Oh, shit. The Bible, and um, uh, what did the slave is the Fourth of July by Frederick Douglass? Never read it. Um, it's a speech. It's a speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it riveting? It's so riveting, dude. All right. I, I mean, imagine like they just, oh. Frederick Douglass has a speech called "What to the slave is the Fourth of July." It's like, oh, that sounds pretty. That sounds heavy. It's it sounds, pretty. It's pretty great. It sounds depressing. Gabriel. It's basically Frederick Douglass being like, "Yo, fuck all of you." Yo, fuck this. I mean, mic drops. Mm-hmm. Or no, Mike's back then. Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah. So, no, no, that was, uh, I guess that's the end of that story. It's just like this brief moment where, like, all of a sudden I was just like, oh, uh, I don't want to do a show a... anymore. And you really like that book, too. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be at least, like, a worth of all my flies down. No, it's not. Um, It's going to be, like, a total, that's like. It's the kind of quality programming we have for the show. <laughs> it's a, it's a, we make sure our flies are up. Mm-hmm. Even if it's during the show, we point it up. Like, Gabriel, your fly is down. I'm, I'm wearing sweatpants, yeah, sweatshorts. So, so am I. Hmm. I'm actually wearing pajama pants. Hmm, 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 uh, hmm, hmm, so hmm. anyway, yeah, no, there was just that brief moment, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it, but there's just And I'm this sure moment. many of you listeners out there have also paused and gone, wow, I hate this show. <laughs> All the time. On that note, give us a rate, review, and subscribe, Rate, please. review, and subscribe. Tell a friend. Push that like button, or slam it, I guess it's what the kids say. I hate uh, that. <laughs> Gabriel? Yep. Okay, so that was the first, th- that was the first off, first off. First off, Christoph, first off. Now, second off. Face off. We got a game, Gabriel. What's the game? We have a game, ladies and gentlemen. Now I'm going to play games on this literature show. And we uh. promise you, they're always about books. And I try to shake it up every now and again that I had a really long, kind of annoying phone call from my mom while I was trying to research this game. Mm-hmm. And for, like, multiple times, like, you know, I love my mom. And I was just in an annoying little car accident where I'm totally fine. And my mom very naturally... Wanted to have a long talk where she acted very mom-like. Or she's like, Gabe, figure out your insurance. I was so worried about you. Also, make sure you're not spending too much money. And I'm like, God damn it, mom. I moved across the country. I like how um that actually should have been a really good point of uh, discussion if, like, you talking about the car accident and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You've been telling that story a lot. Maybe, yeah. we'll t- maybe we'll tell it next time. Yeah, I don't I don't feel any need to continue to share it. Also, you just told that story. Yeah. A moment ago, literally. Yeah, and it's fine. <laughs> I got in a car accident. Who cares? To your no mom. Shit. I got money. The other person's dead. The other person died. And it's your fault. You bailed. No, I got a number. What's up? Anyway. Ugh. Yeah, gross. <laughs> so, Daniel, we're playing a literature game. And really, I was very, I was very. What's the name of the show? Well, no, I'm about to tell you. I was very tempted to just take it easy and use one of our old games like Bosch Cross Bones or Patterson Cultures the Woods. Patterson Cultures the Woods. But you know what? I really wanted to just go for it this week (coughs) and really just make something happen. Okay. So, Daniel, this past week, a legend of manga died. His name, well, also the guy who made um, Lupin the Third died. But yeah. Oh, really? What? what? <laughs> yeah, the guy who made Lupin the Third died. Okay, because I know the other one. I don't know his name, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Funny you asked. Okay. And it's funny also that this is a manga episode of our very own podcast. Uh-oh. But Daniel, <laughs> how 
Do you like manga in general? Would you say you're an anime fan? I would not say I'm an anime fan, nor really a manga fan. Then you're going to love this game. <laughs> this game, in honor of the passing of the creator of Lone Wolf and Cub, Kazubo Koike. And Lady Snowblow, which is an awesome fucking movie. Yeah, we're going to get to This game is called... Oh, I haven't decided. Either it's called Kazuo Koikane or Lone, Lone Wolf and Duh. Not my finest work. But I, like, okay. I like Lone Wolf and Duh. Lone Wolf and Duh. I like that. That's okay. good. I like so simple Daniel, things. So Kazuo Koike was the writer, never the artist of his many works. He, he made Lone Wolf and Cub. He made Lady he, Snowblood. He wasn't the artist? He was not the artist. He was wow. primarily a writer. But, like, I believe, like, I'm rare? almost certain he did not illustrate, what's it called, any of his great works. Isn't, isn't that rare? Because usually, like, all these manga, like, even, like, the, the heavies, like, Mazarin Shiro's and everything like that, like, they not, wrote, ne- not I mean, true. like, not necessarily. You know, I, you know I'm, a, I'm a big lover of manga. And, uh, yeah, the artist, the famous artist of Lone Wolf and Cub was Goseki Kojima. Okay. That um, there are plenty of manga, uh, mangaka creators who are just writers and just illustrators. Not everyone is a wonderkind like Eiichiro Oda or Katsuhiro Otomo. Or so there's a whole there's a whole industry of like like in America there are very few comic book creators who are writers and artists. It's a it's very difficult, especially in Japan where you have to be an assassin to make sure your weekly work gets done. Any hoozles. Mm-hmm. Kazuo Koike created Lone Wolf and Cub, Lady Snowblood, and many of these things. He wrote a lot of different varied stuff uh-huh. in his many years. Most of them are grotesquely violent, featuring a variety of sexual assault and abuse, but mm. that was just the 80s in Japan. So, Daniel, <laughs> okay. I have a little game for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to describe three am- manga and anime series. All of them are going to be kind of bonkers. Well, actually, I'm going to describe nine to you. So we have three rounds. Okay. But only one of them per round was written by Kazuo Koike. Okay. So get ready, because some of these are fucking nonsense. And again, this is the guy who did uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, and he yeah. did uh, I mean, like, um, Lady Snowblood. Uh, Lady Snowblood. Them. So these are really great, classic, like, stoic, kick-ass, brutal, like, manga. And again, like, they made those amazing movies, Lone Wolf and Cub movies. Uh-huh. So if you like samurai fiction, you love somewhat tedious storytelling but you love action and like kind of mythical quality you will love the work of Kazuo Koike rest in peace definitely check out the Wolf and Cub movies and check out the comics I find the comics to be kind of boring Perfectly and fun. check out those Lady Snowblood uh, movies they're really good yeah anyway Daniel let's got a text a message that was a bumble alert anyway <laughs> round one Daniel yeah I'm gonna describe three stories okay. and I will tell you and which one is by what's his nuts you have to pick which one. Okay. The name. So the first one is called. Actually, I'm not gonna tell you the name just yet. Yeah, don't tell me. Here's the, name. the premise. Okay. This series follows the exploits of a sweeper who is always found chasing beautiful girls, and a private detective who works to rid Tokyo of crime along with his associate or partner. Their business is an underground jack of all trades operation, contacted by writing the letters X, Y, and Z on the blackboard at Shinjuku Station. One day. The sweeper's partner is murdered and must take care of his sister. A tomboy who becomes a new partner in the process. However, the girl, pretty susceptible and jealous, and often hits the hero with a giant hammer when he does something perverted, which is a lot. The story also falls behind scenes romance between the two as they do sexy crime missions. That's the first one. Okay. And they're all real, right? They're all real. Actually, I'm not going to give you any of the names because they're too obvious. Okay, that's fine. Because you might recognize one. The next one. 
Okay. A lecherous high school boy is visited by two demons who step from his TV and immediately fall in lust of his mother and sister. The demons turn the boy's home into a meeting ground for their demonic friends and grant him the power of the bazooka. Now his index finger is capable of both a deadly blast and the ability to drive women in a lustful frenzy. Is that a but hentai? he's not very good at controlling it and winds up in serious trouble. This is a hentai, isn't it? Maybe. Okay. And lastly... Uh, let's change the name. Okay. This hero is a gourmet hunter searching for the most precious foods in the world so he can create his full course meal. A man of inhuman ability, he utilizes incredible strength and knowledge of the animal kingdom to capture ferocious, evasive, and rare beasts to further his menu. He's accompanied by a weak and timid chef who travels with them to improve his culinary skills and find rare ingredients. Eventually, they fight the gourmet corps who seek to take control of the world's entire food supply and look for the highly sought after God. <laughs> yeah, I made a face where I'm like, what the fuck? Did I read that right? <laughs> which the legendary gourmet hunter is used to end the war whatever so daniel which oh. of these three manga which are all real by the way uh-huh. blessed japanese was created by creative lady snowblood and lone wolf and cub kazuo koike i'm gonna call them a b and c going yeah, a order, right? is um the sweeper who does tokyo crime stuff uh-huh B is the high school boy of the demons. And D- with C, the demon penis finger. Yeah. Demon penis finger. And C is the gourmet hunter who fights monsters and cooks. <coughs> I feel like you told me about C before. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that sounds like something I'm very familiar. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be that dude's. Yeah. So. Yeah. Make sure you add the music behind the thing again. I'm going to. We'll see. I'm going to be super creative. Oh, I'll find Japanese sounding music. The music is going to be like. That's actually a theme from Final Fantasy VIII. Sure. Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to guess... It's a shot in the dark. I have no idea. I'm going to guess A. A? Um, the one about the the city sweeper? Yes. Daniel? Are you sure? Yes. You are wrong. Oh, no. Actually, I think next time I should make this a little more elaborate for you. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll improve for the next round. Daniel, so number A was the famous anime called City Hunter. Which Jackie Chan appeared in an adaptation of. Oh, Created nice. in 1985 by Tsukasa Hojo. There's a lot of sexual assault in this, and it's all cheeky. Jesus. Yep. Cheeky sexual. That ador- mm-hmm. Those adorable rape scenes. Yes. Oh, boy. The answer was B. Oh, really? That the was demon only... finger one about the, about the porno things. It's okay. called Hanape Bazooka, made in 1979 because of Koike. It's about a boy whose finger turns into a demon thing, and sexy girls lo- like love him. And the last and one. And is it a hentai? Kinda. Okay. Like as much Sloan Wolf and Hub Cub as a hentai, there's tits and violence everywhere. And the last one was oh. a 2008 anime called Toriko. I think it's a fun thing too. <sighs> if our listeners like manga, they're going to be like, you idiot, that's Toriko. Uh, all, lovers of manga who are going to like shout out to manga, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> go all right, fuck Daniel. yourself. Okay. Here's your next round. Okay. Are you ready right. for this? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm ready as I'm going to be. A. Kintaro Owe is a 25-year-old freeter, pervert, and traveling student. Did you say freeter? I don't actually know what that says, okay. what that word is. Okay. Anyway, at the beginning of, uh, beginning of each volume and episode, Kintaro faces off against a young, beautiful woman whose interest or disdain for him serves as the basis of the plot. So basically, Kintaro goes about trying to like win over their friendship and lust and sexuality, but then he always kind of actually just wants to be a good dude. But due to chance, he also, Austin Powers said, he's like, no, let's not have sex. This is a really long description. I'm completely skipping. But, okay. yeah. so, so he's not a good pervert. 
He's no, well, he's he's he's, he's a, a good-hearted. He's pervert, a good-hearted, but he's not good at perverting. Yeah, apparently, him. he's super into like like going into a bathroom after a woman's used it and like breathing deeply. Yeah, but Kentaro, who is this pervert and traveling student, just Our wants to travel around the, the world. Here's a face I'm making. Yeah, it's 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 not great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next one. Yeah. Yo, Hinomura, a Japanese potter, comes into the possession of some film showing the assassination of an agent of the 108 Dragons, a powerful Chinese mafia. Seeking his return, they kidnap him. He's subjected to force hypnosis, and he's effectively brainwashed into acting as the 108 Dragons' principal assassin. Yet cruelly, he's permitted to remember his innocent past every moment he kills. And see! In the year 19XX, after being betrayed and left for dead, a brave-hearted warrior wanders a post-apocalyptic wasteland on a quest to track down his rival, who kidnapped his beloved fiancée. During his journey, our hero makes use of his deadly fighting form, Hokuto Shinken, to defend the helpless from bloodthirsty ravagers. It isn't long before his exploits begin to attract the attention of greater enemies, like warlords and rival martial artists, and he finds himself involved with more than he originally bargained for. Alright, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Once again, A <clears throat> is Kintaro Owe, the traveling pervert who befriends sexy women, tries to get in their pants, changes their lives for the better, like in a genuine way, and decides to not bang them because all of a sudden they're like, oh, please, I want you now. B is a potter, becomes brainwashed by the Chinese mafia into becoming an assassin. And lastly, is a post-apocalyptic warrior who fights... Uh, Martial arts ravagers? I didn't really get... Yeah, it kind of seemed like, it's in the future. There is some, There is monsters. There is martial arts. Action happens. Hey, keep in <laughs> mind, Lone Wolf and Cub had a future one that was also written by him. Oh, yeah? That actually sounds pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry, No, don't get me wrong. I have no idea. I, I Last round, the one that I was like, it can't be that one. It was that it one. It was the one. It was the one. So. Gotcha. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. I'm going to take a shot. In the, can I take a lifeline? Um, I will... Okay. <laughs> Um, if you, if you guess wrong, I will give you the names of the anime. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess. It's B, the the Potter one. Is this B, the Potter one? Yes. Daniel, um, you are correct! Hey! That is the famous anime manga made in 1986 by Kazuo Koike called Crying Freeman. Because every time he commits an assassination, he starts crying. Freeman? Yes. Crying Freeman. Car- oh, Freeman. Yeah, what'd you think I said? Like Freeman? Like, like Lester, Lester Freeman? Freeman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Okay. The other ones were Golden Boy. That's the traveling pervert. Uh, and right. the last one was Fist of the North Star. Oh, what the fuck? All right. Well, to be honest, I only loosely know what Fist of the North Star was. Okay. Uh, it sounds like something I would have really liked as a kid. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Did you all ever right, see um, Oliver Harper on YouTube has a video on the movie, which when you see that movie in clips, it seems like the best thing in the world, but it's supposed that that movie's just abysmal. Well, you know, Fist of the North Star started a huge trend. It was the biggest anime, like, biggest manga and anime in like all of Japan for a very long time, and it inspired countless copycats, including Ricky O. Ricky O oh, is basically a wholehearted... <laughs> Like balls deep love story for um uh and rip off of Fist of the North Star. Okay. Anyway, Daniel, final round. You're one for one. One for one. Ain't bad. Ain't one bad, for bro. One. one for one. Okay. If you were a Judicuti, you would have given up. Totes. Yeah. Okay, not, it's not a Judicuti. Anyway. Alright, Daniel. Here we go. Our hero 
has a very quiet personality and only talk when he needs to. He shows very little to no emotion when carrying out an assassination and is willing to kill anyone who will threaten to expose him. He accepts many different uh, assassination jobs from anyone who can afford his services. From simply shooting a violin string to taking out powerful organized crime bosses and political figures, these killings have often attracted retaliations against our hero, even at one stage having both the FBI, CIA, and even the United States military out to kill him. So it is basically all about an assassin for hire. Alright, I feel like I toned I feel like I zoned out on that. That's just okay. because I was like it's like assassination story. More assassination story. It's all about assa- it's basically it's the like, samurai. It seems pretty like a, it seems pretty assassination story. Okay. But okay, right. Go ahead. I'm here. B. I'm present. B. Eddie. B story. A Japanese American joins the New York City's toughest precinct. On his first day, he's partnered up with a dude, a cop who stops crime with his own violent brand of justice. However, Eddie himself makes no qualms about executing common thieves or shotgun blasts, even if they pose a minor threat. He often steals from <laughs> prostitutes and does incredible amounts of property damage while fighting crime. This is bad lieutenant the manga. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie's unpoliceman-like behavior often puts him in hot water if his partner dies and the precinct. However, mm. despite how reckless illegal these acts are, a good cause is always revealed. For example, the one dude uses the money he steals from prostitutes to fund a VD clinic in a home for battered and raped women, which is not that A for A. It seems it feels like you're 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 get, you're getting someone into a car accident and then offering to pay. I don't know. Like it seems like yeah, it's gross. It's like yeah, I'm taking for batter. I'm be, I'm battering women to help battered women or something like that. Yeah, that that's exactly kind of... what happens. Okay. And lastly, I Daniel. hope that one's his. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. Okay. Here's the last one. <laughs> Two rival ninja clans, the Iga Subakakure and the Koga Manjidani, are engaged in a bitter blood feud that has spanned for centuries. In a battle over succession, Lord Ieyasu orders the No Hostilities Pact between the Koga and Iga cancelled, and promptly commands each clan to send ten of their best ninja to enter a ruthless and bloody competition of kill or be killed. Um, Prior to the conflict's renewal, Koga and Iga's two young heirs, or betrothed to each other in the hopes that their union would finally dispel their clan's long-seated animosity towards each other. Forced headlong on the separate sides of a conflict they want no part of, the two star-crossed lovers must now choose whether to kill the person they love or lead their entire clan to annihilation. All right, Daniel. Annihilation. Was it annihilation. Was it A, assassin the assassinator who assassins assassins? Uh-huh. Was it B, the cop who... Robs the, prostitutes the, 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 the <laughs> and shoots dudes with a shotgun because he feels like it apparently. It's gonna it's gonna have a good cause though. When he yeah. shoots those people, a fucking cripple gets its wings. Yeah, he shot he shot off a shotgun uh-huh. so that way he could give away bullets. Yeah, it was it's a good cause. And lastly, rival ninja clans and their faded lovers in the clans. All right, A B S C, baby. C actually sounds pretty interesting. It's it's like it's like obviously like a, like a, a ninja. Ninja story kind of like, you know, adaptation of like Romeo and Juliet. That seems actually pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. If you get it wrong, you get the names. Okay. I think what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to guess. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go against my stomach. Okay. I'm going to guess A. You're going to guess A? The, the assassination. Assassination. Assassinator yeah. assassins? Okay, Daniel. Here are the names. So it's wrong. You were wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it basically it's down to the other two. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think you're gonna know it because you know you looked it up because he died. But Daniel, well, no, I didn't. The, oh, you didn't? Okay, <laughs> no, cool. I didn't read well, this thing. the one that you picked is Golgo Thirteen. Oh, that sounds familiar. It's a very famous one. There's a big. There's a great NES game about it. Uh-huh. But Ninja Story is called Basilisk, 
And mm-hmm. Cop's story is called Mad Bull 34. Sounds pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious about that. That sounds. I, I love when you hear like these like um, Japanese takes on American Jap- cops. Uh, not just not just Amer- not just American cops. Cop stories. American yeah. cop stories. Like Japanese versions of like like Dirty Harry times Cobra yeah, times it's, like it's w- awesome. Whatever. There's a great video by Super Eye Patch Wolf about the prominence of Fist of the North Star and how all of a sudden, because, partly because movies like Cobra and uh, and the Terminator and Commando were the first time they were released in Japan. Mm-hmm. So alpha male violent protagonists all of a sudden became super cool in 80s Japan. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. That's not, that sounds fun. Uh, coincidentally, I was a big fan of uh, Gunsmith Cats. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I was going to consider putting that one in there, but I thought you might like it. Oh, yeah. You know I, I fucking got into Gunsmith Cats, which Daniel... takes place in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, it was very specifically about Detroit. I don't know if any about... Much like Only Lovers Left Alive. Exactly. Gabriel, I'm going to guess it was the ninja one. Yes, it was a basilisk? Yes. Incorrect, Daniel. Oh, it was? Okay. Basilisk came out a few years ago. Came out actually in 03. What do you it, mean years ago? Years ago from what? Oh, Madball came out in like, oh, I didn't write that one down. Madball <laughs> came out in like the 80s. Okay. But um, Basilisk um, is a very popular, hold on, let me find out. Yeah, that's that a popular one, right? Yeah, Madball 34 came him. out in 1985. I've never heard that name before. Basilisk is... That's a good title. Actually, the animation is beautiful. The violence is insane. Every, like, so, like, I didn't mention this in the thing, but they pick 10 ninjas from each clan to fight off against it, like, like Battle Royale style, uh-huh. and each one has crazy powers, and multiple, like, more than a few of them are extremely sexy women who get their clothes ripped off or part of their power is some kind of sex thing. So it's it's very porny, but also the animation violence is, is pretty cool. There, there, there's something there's something weird where it's like I can oddly enough you can be okay with certain things though, just because like like Gabriel, me and you are are, are shamelessly really big fans of uh, what's it called Ninja Scroll. That yeah, movie? I love Ninja. Ninja Scroll is an That's awesome a great movie, movie with problematic Sans, sexual, yeah, there's a, I mean, <laughs> like sexual you, violence. So you, you you watch a lot of classic. I mean, like you, it's it's just unfor- like older mindsets about sexual assault in film. We're not so chill. You you kind of you kind of like give it like it's like you get you get a freebie there movie even if even if you're Ninja Scroll which kind of leans. Yeah, it's it's easier when it's an, it's a foreign country where you can be like it's the Japanese. It's, it's a different culture. The Japanese. Did maybe that. that's consensual there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Ugh, nope, not a good joke. Speaking of which, um, uh, no, no. Speaking of which, uh, I remember we were talking about this before. But one of that other the guy who did Ninja Scroll. One of his other movies is called Wicked City. Which, I have that on VHS. Which is essentially, I downloaded it and sent it to you. I don't mm-hmm. think you ever watched that. But, um, yeah, it's a god on VHS. But it, it's a, for people who don't know, the guy who did this movie called Ninja Scroll, which is a, like a super, like ultra violent, like very, like graphic. Very uh, stylized, m- very cool. Very, very like well, like the animation that's like stunning. It's, it's gorgeous. It's really amazing. And like the, the all, like, all, all the different ninjas, like the bad guy ninjas are all like, grotesque and yeah. fucking weird and it's... it's it's one of the best anime films ever made yes it is very problematic but there is a lot of really awesome stuff in that yeah um i mean hey what can you say none of, not all these movies are akira yeah but anyway, that's true uh but no like and so he did another movie like one before that where it was like more like it's like his version of like blade runner or mm-hmm. something and that sounds cool it's pretty cool and i kind of skimmed through it and i messaged you it's like Man, if you thought Ninja Scroll was problematic with the sexual violence, mm-hmm. Wicked City, I was just skimming through. I'm just like, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty just rampant. chill. Like, come on, man. Just come on. I'm giving you, I'm try, I'm giving you, I'm compromising my fucking you standards here. You pirated it. Yeah. 
Well, what's not fucking available <laughs> in, the, in the West? Yeah, no, I, I bought it on VHS. They want to make it fucking available in the West, I'd fucking get it. But That's no. true. Anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway so Daniel, you lost long. the game. Yeah, whatever, fuck off. Yeah, I actually didn't expect you to win that, but <laughs> did you enjoy that one as yeah, well? Yeah, it was a fun game. Plus, we were commemorating a dead legend. Yeah. Oh, Kazuo Koike. So, yeah, um, uh, we're all running along. When we come back, we'll talk about... Yeah, we gotta talk about books. Killing about Angels! Books. Killing Angels! All right, go break! Bye. Welcome back. Fans are kunst. Fans are kunst. Listener. To Fanzerkunst, yeah, the Battle Angel Alita fucking podcast, a podcast, I guess. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. right. part of Slow Readers, part of Top a Pop Count Radio. Yeah, pop, sure. Blap, blab, blab, blah. Uh, it is fairly late when we record. Usually, we record yeah. a little earlier. Mm-hmm. We usually drink a little less. We haven't had so much quesadilla. I we had way too much quesadilla. Oh, they're really good. Man. Yeah, they were very, very good. And I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like I dropped a ball of cheese in my stomach. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh, and chorizo and, and chicken chorizo and, ch- and mushrooms got a lot of mushrooms and red onions though yeah no great job Daniel ah uh, thank you well they didn't turn out they, they're essentially like a blob of quesadillas because I didn't do it right my first time a blobadilla a blobadilla it was a delicious blobadilla obladilla obladilla that said Top Gun Radio Podcast Slow Readers welcome to Fans Fans I'm still Gabriel you're still Daniel I'm still Daniel if you skip trade ahead to us here Go hey, fuck hey. yourself. Fuck anyway. you. You missed a great game. I worked so hard on that game. Yeah, you spent a lot of time after talking to his mama. No, my mom. He kept interrupting me. Too. Ma! She's been being like, like, Gabe, Ma. make sure you fix your insurance. And I'm like, I will. All right, so we're going to talk about goddamn bad I love my mom. So, again, so uh, catch you up, guys. Uh, again, Battle Angelita. We're reading the deluxe hardcover versions because... Um, oh, you should hit it a few more times. Because... Uh, uh, it's easier. It's Time. I think it's better to do Money. five five episodes of this than nine. Um, also because like you have stories like this, which kind of it's like are, a single single arc. It's the same thing with like the first volume, where it essentially is like a single arc instead of instead of the arc in two volumes. Yeah, they kind of uh, usually they kind of lend themselves to crap like that. The only awkward one is like volume three. You'll see. Yeah, is that um, the one? Of, which one is Volume Three again? You'll is find that, out. That's the one of uh, the Return of Japan. So, Gabriel, we're covering Battle Angelita Deluxe okay. Volume Two by Yukito Kishiro. Yeah, a man who did nothing else. <laughs> yeah, he's he's committed to the grand nature of the Battle Angelita universe. Yeah, Mars Chronicles. He did do other things. We're just ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know anything he about did, him. He did? I wouldn't know. Uh, but you did research. What's that? I thought you did research. No, I did do research. And I've also known that he's done other things. We I just never really cared to read his other things. I, none of them like were very successful. The only thing the besides Alita that I've I've read was uh, Ashton... Ashton... What? Oh, there's something beeped. Ashton Victor? Ashton Victor. What are you beeping? I didn't hear anything beeping. Or the flung. I think it's your fucking... Was grade. it my phone? I think it was your oh, computer. Oh, I got an email. How'd yeah. you hear that? I didn't hear that. It always comes out on my thing, remember? Oh, that's fucking weird. So anyway, uh, so no, I've read Ash and Victor, oddly enough, and speaking of which, good segue, I've read Ash and Victor, which is takes place in the Elite Universe about a player Elite-verse. of Motorball. What's that? Motorball is an ex- is a blood sport that mm. is popular in the scrapyard. Kumite? Uh, no. Oh. So... It's a blood sport where basically it is, uh, it, it's kind of, there are, there's like a loose rules to it. Um, I'm not even too sure if it's like 100% like logical or whatever, but Gabriel, Motorball is a racing game. Cool. It is a fighting game. It's like Rollerball. 
Yeah, it's a bit like rollerball. It's like um, extremely violent roller derby using motors. Yeah, well, and uh, instead of instead Lethal of roller derby, instead of people on on rollerblades, uh, they're uh, cyborgs with weapons. Yeah, and they destroy each other and could possibly kill each other. Yeah, and the crowds love it. The crowds are rabid about it, mm-hmm. and it's the biggest sport. And so supposedly the sport is so big that even the floating city Tiferes. of Salem. Uh, <laughs> We'll uh we'll look down and actually watch like the the champion games. Yay! So Gabriel, and this is the central. This is the motorball story of Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. How- Shall I do a quick report, like a review of what Battle Angel Alita is? If for some reason this is your first episode of the show, Gabriel, I want you to recap very briefly what Battle Angel Alita is for people who aren't familiar with the show and haven't listened to the last episode. Alrighty, everyone. Battle Angel Alita is a manga by Yukito Kishiro, as we just said. It's all about a young lady in a scrapyard. She's found as kind of like a torso as part of a cyborg in a scrapyard in a scrapyard city, which is just below a floating city of all the rich people. Do you feel like we're repeating the same four words over and scrapyard, over again? Scrapyard, scrapyard, scrapyard. Scrapyard, motorball, uh, Yukito Kishiro, a manga by <laughs> yep, Yukito <Alita>. Kishiro. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Alita is found by a, like a doctor of sorts like a mechanic doctor named Ido. literally is a doctor <laughs> yeah dr robot of sorts <laughs> dr anyway, robot man dr bot okay. so um and it turns out that she is a born warrior with amnesia and that's basically all you really need to know about it is that she becomes a motorball champion after she loses the boy she loves gabriel what is your history with battle angels alita i read it in high school because you were like you know what sucks spider-man you know what's great alita <laughs> and you made me read them suck it spider-man i love spider-man yeah we just watched that movie yesterday homegoing yeah it was a pretty good spider-man yeah jesse that's it spider-man boo alita yeah i guess <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, You're gonna right. see Spider-Verse soon. It's so good. Yeah, I'll see Spider-Verse, whatever. Jesus. Like eight fucking Spider-Man movies. <laughs> uh anyway. yeah, Battle Angel Lita is a very seminal work. It's a good time. Yuka Takishiro did it very it young. Yeah, I think it's very it's it's people are still revered to this day. Daniel, very quickly, what is your history of Battle Angel Lita beyond the fact you don't remember how you found this book? Uh no, I don't remember how I got into Daniel it. Daniel woke up with it in the crib. Um uh, I woke up with it in the crib. But no, at some point when I was young. Uh, I was aware of Battle Angel. I might have even seen the uh, the two episode OVA original video animation, uh, which I, you can actually YouTube, and I, I, maybe for next time we'll do that or whatever. Gooboed. It's um, yeah, no, I'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, no. So uh, I bought the uh, Viz manga, not Dark Horse, not Dark Horse, even though. I'm still kind of like, are we sure? <laughs> you told me. So yeah, no. After I doing hope so. after doing some research, I'm sure it was Viz, not Dark Horse. That said. Are we sure? <laughs> if we're not, listeners, um, come at us. Come at message us. Message us on Instagram at Slow Readers. We had a reader, um, like we had a listener message us. Um, the first time we did fans or coos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some someone out there who who, who listens. You should look cares. it up so you can give him a shout out. Uh, shout out, dude. I don't even know if you're a dude, but yeah. Cat. But um, yeah, you were uh, you were real cool. You reached out, and that's really awesome. Someone actually went by point by point the things we read, discussed. I read his name, which is so always, way... which is always. Oh, that's okay. how we get. That's how we get them likes give and subscribes. Me a, give me a goddamn half hour here. God, yeah, find all your damn messages. So no, so like basically, well, long story short, I kind of grew up with. Alita, yeah. like this was for me much like uh, the book we're going to talk about next week um, is something that I kind of grew up like and I the first it was one of the first things I remember being not an absolute stupid child and kind of like slightly less stupid child mm-hmm. and kind of getting into something and being like I like this I like this a lot and still to this day I'll be like you know it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, like, um, we, 
So if you haven't already heard the first episode we talked about the show, go back and check it out. There'll be a lot of filling in of information. Like we saw the movie, we both really liked it. I mean, we go over our histories very extensively of how we got into Battle Angel Alita. So let's waste no more time on how we got into Battle Angel Alita. And instead, let's learn all about Motorball. Motorball. The thing that we started talking about. Because let's be honest, we're so full of Cassidy's. Yeah, I'm uh, so sh- full. Shout out to Ewan S. McKenzie. Thanks, man. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for, Thanks writing for listening. Us. It's pretty cool. Tell your friends. Uh, hey, also I want to point out that he agreed, which was what we talked about last time, is that oddly enough, the first deluxe volume, which is the first two volumes, uh, which is basically not only just like the first story about finding Alita and also uh, Alita getting a berserk body and Alita also becoming a bounty hunter, becoming a, well, yeah. And becoming a bounty hunter and also uh, meeting, falling in love with and losing Hugo, not Hugo. It's Hugo girl. You go, go. So, um, and uh, I've said before, it's like, that's actually, you know, not like my favorite story of Lita. Like, it's actually like my least favorite, I think, out of the original. Sorry, I'm, I'm just pitching a throwback nope. 80s, 90s comedy movie all about a young black woman reclaiming herself while she drives a Yugo, and it's called Yugo Girl. What's a Yugo? A Yugo, it was a car. It was a very famous car. It was kind of small and lame, but cute. Let me look it up. Gabriel, one of these days you're going to be a high-powered Hollywood executive. Anyway. <laughs> God, let's hope so. Gabriel. I can't stand this life I have now. So that said, uh, so that said, uh, yeah, that story was always my least favorite. And it's also the story that's in it the- It was a tiny Yugoslavian car. Isn't that so cute? It was the pr- primary subject of the- Poorly engineered, ugly and cheap. It survived much longer as a punchline for comedians than it did as a vehicle on the roads. I'm sorry. It is a, It is an ongoing punchline. Yeah. Good for you, Hugo. You Czechoslovakian car. Yugoslavian. Yugoslavian. I get it. Hugo. Yeah, isn't it great? So, uh, the so like again, like uh, and uh, I, that was not my favorite. It was actually the also the story from the OVA. Not my favorite them. Original video animation. My favorite story out of the whole thing. I think there were some Mars like, Chronicles bits, bits and pieces. I have no, no idea Last what that is. Last order. We'll get into that later. No, not at all. Last order. Ashen Last... Victor. Uh, I really love Action Victor. Be honest yeah, I recall that. Yeah. Uh, but um, maybe we'll do that in like the, the final thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, uh, this the, my favorite story of the entire Lita thing was Motorball. Is Motorball? Yeah, it's it's ama- it's it's like really truly the highlight of the series. Yeah, it's it, it is. I, there's like bits and pieces like later on that that I really like as well. Mm-hmm. But I really like this. I'm 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 rereading this for this episode. I was stunned at how well constructed the entire arc is. Yes. That you 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 meet characters, you hate characters, you love characters, you're impressed by characters, you're afraid for characters. It's 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 a whole rigmarole. You meet a whole cast, and some of them die, and it, you feel horrible for meeting this character like only a few chapters ago, and they're gone. Yeah. It's incredibly well constructed. It is an awesome. It's like po- the movie Warrior. It is a. That's a good point. Uh, it is also a sports movie. Sports movie. Also a blood sport movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is an awesome, awesome fucking melding of like genres and such. Where like again, I, like you can also you can make a point that like Alita as a whole being like this kind of like sci-fi fantasy martial arts story that takes place in the distant post-apocalyptic future, sure. populated by cyborgs. Who all know kung fu, mm-hmm. um, like again, whose brains all fly out of their heads, <laughs> and it's ultra violent and such. Like, isn't like, I don't know if it is or isn't, but like, isn't like that original? Like, I, like I don't know. Um, when did um that fucking thing we were talking about, Lo- Lone Star Wolf Club, Lone Wolf and Cub? No, the sci-fi one. Lone Wolf, the Northwest the... North Star. Northwest <laughs> North Star. Yeah, yeah, when did that come out? Um, I have that in my notes. Computer, look it up. Beep up, beep beep up 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 up. Robots working. 
Working. Working. I, I had it in my notes. I was being a robot. Because basically what I'm saying is that like something like that isn't that uncommon. 1983. Uh, the, 1983. So that's like way older. This mm-hmm. started, I think, in... Uh, what fuck? What was in ninety two? Shit, I don't remember. <laughs> Should I have a no, it was like it was like something? ninety. No, it was ninety to ninety five. That's what it was. I, okay, I'm very sure about that. I'm gonna no, not look the, the same time. Rosa Salazar is so cute. What's that? Rosa Salazar is super cute. Uh, yeah, and again, maybe we'll get into nineteen ninety. You're correct. We'll, we'll try not to like repeat too much of what we talked about last time. But like Rosa Salazar was is an amazing, amazing. She Alita. was great. She, like I, I like the first time watching that movie and still kind of being like on the fence about it because. It's not like a perfect movie. It's just a very fun movie and a yeah. very good one. It should um, not have worked as well as it did. It, I'm surprised that it worked as well as it did. And uh, and I think the strongest point of that is that not only you have Rodriguez kind of being like this awesome kind of like gets it kind of dude, but like Rosa Salazar is so fucking great as as, as Alita. She, yes. she definitely hits the things. And only problem with that movie for me, not enough motorball. No, I think like I think actually too much motorball. You know why? Oh, wow. I don't want them to shoot their load with the motorball thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like all like you know, don't do don't show yeah. motorball. No, like, you can have an, like, listeners. We 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 can't overstate how much Daniel loves this art. <laughs> this is this is like his thing. And how much I've he, like this is his Star Wars. This is his Indiana Jones. This is the thing he loves. Like like this is his like sacrament. This is this is my nostalgia thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's there's only so many things I am truly nostalgic for. And this is definitely one, you know, it really is. And I got to say, like, in terms of like the idea about there being a movie based on this actual story is so fucking weird because it is, is the one thing I kind of like thought of my entire life about like, like that would be the, like the, the, the film franchise that I would actually be really excited to see and can imagine it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, I would love to see this and this and this and everything like that. Hey, they, they, they showed Josh, Josh Jasugin in the movie, <laughs> if, played, if by, you, wait, played by um, uh, Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. I'm like, yeah. Sam Worthington? So so again, guy looks Jake like... Jake Sully? He, he's like slightly more versatile than Sam Worthington. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like this new thing, this new, this new, I don't know how, when this became available or how... Oh, on the back of the cover, the back of the Jake's arm wrestling thing? Arm how do they make moment. that that compelling? It's so good. <laughs> like so much of this arc is um, Alita has decided to forego her reason to live yeah, talk by committing here. herself to motorball. Yeah. Like, like she's like, like she's like a teenager. She had her heart broken and she's like, oh. like thinks like there's nothing left to live for. And so she throws herself into motorball and so much, so many of the, uh, of, of the, the points of no return, like the launching points of story beats in this arc is Alita being like, no, I'm not fucking backing down. I'm going to fucking kill you. And I'm like, rad. Yeah. It's 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 a classic, like, like very, this is the most like shonen style arc this anime, this manga has, where it's about characters saying, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to win. And every time it looks like they're not going to win, they stay, pull themselves up by their bootstraps and go, no, I'm going to win. It's cool. Yeah, it's uh, she always, she always usually fails because she's a very headstrong person. Yeah, not headstrong is a fucking weak way to put. She's a very arrogant, cocky person. Yeah, and uh, and that's something I really love about the Alita character and everything. Mm-hmm. That like it's like no, I love how she's like she's cocky. You see a little bit of this of, of it in this. No, or, let me say it again. You see a little bit of it in this. Yeah, where she's a little sadistic. Yeah. Yeah, totally. She smooshes a dude's brain. She smooshes the dude's brain, and she, like, so... I, I love that that frame. Like, I, I mean, we said it last time. Kishiro's art is amazing. It's But yeah, there's, the one, there's the one big race where the one, like, really treacherous, like, treacherous, like, yeah. bad dude, he, like, 
like it's a very simple frame of animation of drawing and like he like he like dives into the stands to avoid shovel oh, I love that. and you see like little bits of body parts flying <laughs> like like little tiny little specks like oh that's a head that's a leg the, the best thing about that is this guy is so fucking devious mm-hmm. that to escape being like taken out he launches himself into the crowd yeah, <laughs> killing the way, dozens the way, of people and the way Kishiro draws it is that he's so huge and all the little body parts are flying everywhere <laughs> and it's if you're not if you're not if you don't stop to look at the art you're like, oh no! He, this guy really makes like obscene, like extreme gore look yeah. so fun. Yeah, and I, like, it, I think I it's, like it's so Jason easy Miller. to make gore boring, mm. and it's never boring in this. Like, I, I eventually got really, I, I really like Gantz. Gantz was a manga I liked for a long time, uh-huh. but after a while, it would just, it just got too. It it's got uninteresting, mm-hmm. like the sex stuff and the violence stuff. It was just an actively sadistic story of not enough joy in it. It's a little, it's a little, yeah, a little, a little nihilistic. Yeah. And this is just pure joy. Yeah. Well, this, um, the yeah, no, as you're gonna say, the next part after this is that Alita's reaction to that is to uh, smoosh his uh, brain. Also, take a penalty and everything. Yeah. Where, like she, like everyone's just like, don't She's go back. Also, and... honorable, honorable in a four year. Yes. And a uh, little, uh, another really great little uh, bill. Another great Alita moment is um, actually two of them. My, one of my favorite parts is like at the end, there's like a, a really, uh, you're referring to this very, very long extended motorball sequence, like halfway through this, like the, the arc and everything. Yeah. The, the, the second thing where it lasts for, it goes on for a good long while. And I love the, uh, the part at towards the end when she's taking on like the last person after she's recovered from being knocked out. And she just like, I again, I'm so not used to the way things are worded in this new version. Yeah, where I keep thinking about like, like oh, that's not what she says. I don't know if yeah. it's better or worse, but it's like yeah. It's let, different. Let's not waste any time on that. We, we went on yeah. about that a long time. That, it, in in short, for listeners who haven't heard our first episode, uh-huh. this is a very very different translation than the one Daniel and I read back in early aughts. And the the where it's most noticeable is this one. Yeah, because I remember things that and people Daniel said feels this. it is inferior. I feel it is inferior. Such as, for example, the the the, the, the quickly, cold opening of the thing, thing, where I remember it being kind of what I said, which I remember to this day, and it's like, oh, remember, faster work needs faster rhythm. You don't work faster; you have a faster rhythm. That means you work fast. And and this, it's uh, whatever the fuck it was. It's like work quickly, work, work is quickly. rhythm. Work quickly, work quickly, which is so weird. Well, maybe maybe Dude. it makes more sense in Japanese. We had a long talk about transliteration versus translation versus localization. That said, that being you know said, what this you know what this kind of sounds like. It sounds kind of like speed racery, where like people are saying like more words than they need than they need to say sometimes mm-hmm. it feels kind of awkward do you feel like that? i love speed razor yeah okay the movie's great it's such a good movie. such a good movie <laughs> so anyway uh so yeah um gabriel yes Daniel. so what is it what is it you have you probably only read this maybe once like the story yeah i've read i read all of alita once okay. when i borrowed those copies from you in 2003 <laughs> probably uh, 16 years ago I read this. So when we were 16. When we were sweet 16. Bah, bah. Never been kissed. When we were uh, uh, jail bait. <laughs> when we were little boys. So Gabriel, you have not read this since then. Yes. You, you were kind of 16 years. You're talking about how positive you were in this. Like how how else did. So like how did the whole thing. How did you feel about Jasugan? Jasugan? Jasugan. Jasugan as we remember. In my mind it's Jasugan. Yeah, but I, I think uh, S S Doc's name was different, wasn't it? I think so too. It was yeah, it was something. It felt very different because like, she calls him Ed for short. Yeah, which I remember that mm-hmm. right. I thought it was I, like I, Murdoch I or something. I can't believe you got rid of your original copies. Yeah, well, there was a moment where it's like I have not touched them in years, and it's like 
I, I would totally Murray or Conmarie them. Mm-hmm. Mari. Conmari. Conmari, which apparently I fucking like fucked Mario. up my job. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, no, I, it's like, well, you know what? Uh, I, don't be wrong. If it wasn't for like this movie coming out, I probably, I might not have ever revisited Alita or remembered how much of like a thing it was for me growing up. Hmm. So, uh, so yeah, like in, yeah. So yeah. eat butt. What was the question? Jesus Christ. I don't remember. How do you comment. like it? <laughs> um, I love uh, this arc's amazing. Um, I, I keep on telling you that I have only glimmers of memories from like, from reading it sixteen years ago. Uh-huh. I remember the basic beats of this thing. In my mind, I remember that Alita is now a motorballer who doesn't care about Ido. Ido tries to find a way to get back to her, and uh, and I remember it, it feels like a great shonen like tournament arc almost where you meet a new cast of characters who you must defeat or recruit or whatever and you grow to like every single one of them this is everything i like about manga you know that i'm a big manga fan i still enjoy my young anime and this is this is the most clear-cut structurally sound straight up like arc this thing's ever really had i feel i don't know i remember later stories kind of going a little bit wild from here after the Japan thing yeah well they get kind of there was like a huge i started saying what more and more after this arc <laughs> there is a huge tonal shift especially after the Japan thing mm-hmm. which is like essentially at like like a little past like the half no it essentially is like the halfway mark um we'll get into this the next time we do a fans or cones because it's literally going to be uh you know not spoiler or whatever but like mm-hmm. the story within uh uh scrapyard city what the fuck's it called Sorry, I just I just <laughs> thought of a name for um our other series, uh the Kinsey one. Oh, is it uh world's most okayest Kinsey Gennaro <laughs> no, story? It's so dumb. Oh, we'll we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay, we're gonna ignore that, I guess. And then like, and then the second half of it, which is stories outside of the city, um, yeah, Scrapyard City, and like, and it's kind of interesting how much it. There's like a there's like a shot of her riding on top of a train playing a flute. Uh. Rec- Quarter? No, no. Uh, what do you call it? This thing. Yeah, I have, I have Bob little, I have little shines called? of uh, harmonica. Harmonica. <laughs> yeah, I have like little flashes of memory about like and remembering. Oh, it kind of goes downhill, but still cool scenes. I like like figure. I remember, I love figure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but for motorball, going back to motorball, I remember she has a tournament and really fucking awesome showdown of Jasugan and um, naked little sister. Mm-hmm. Those that's really all I remember of this whole thing, and that's basically it. Yeah, Good night. Uh, yeah. The little sister character is weird. Shum- Shumira? Shumira, was that her name Shumira. in the original? I think so. Hmm. I don't think they changed much about her in the original thing because they were just like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a lot. It's like brother now. Oh, still my eyes. I'm like, sure. Yeah, no, I don't get it. But um, Whatever. she's not really in it a lot. I think this is like the most she was in it. And again, like for for. Back then, to like, if you wanted to be a successful manga artist, writer, whatever, manga, you you need to throw like the dirty boys a bone every now and then. Mm-hmm. And throw I, the dirty boys a bone. And again, I'm always glad that like he doesn't oversexualize Alita. Yeah. Like at all. Like in this, mm-hmm. she's she's not. She's like attractive, or whatever, but she's not sexualized. She's, she's sexy not like Maggie Q is sexy. I forgot what Maggie Q looks like. Great face, perfect face. And her frame is like a jet engine of just sleekness. Skinny. Skinny and athletic. Yeah, I think so. But anyway. Uh, anyway, no. Uh, you know, I like him skinny, Daniel. So, like, I, so I always appreciate that for that. that. At least that's what I could say about the Shimiri thing where it's like, eh, could be worse. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not, yeah, she's not like overly annoying. She's not overly used either. 
Uh, she has a purpose in this. Right? Yeah, she's fine. So fucking Jesus, chill. And she becomes like a uh, Ito's uh, 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 girlfriend for a little bit. I don't remember her being in the second half of this. I don't know. If I don't she remember. Dies. I don't remember what happens to her after this arc. I don't remember. She might even die. I actually don't know. Hmm. A lot of people die in the next one. <laughs> I don't remember. Spoiler alert. I really don't. So, um, Gabriel, I want to say that something really interesting. You you said something about this as well about like her base like. Alita's a teenager at this point. And there's, yeah. like, especially for the first, like, half of these stories, uh, leading up to, like, the stuff that takes place in the desert, a lot of this is a story about Alita, like, growing up, where every different story arc that happens, she's, like, kind of aged a little bit, where she literally starts, and, like, there's this thing in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the universe where, like, your bot, like, your mechanical body can sometimes uh, affect the way your mind works. Sure. Yeah. That, that's what like the whole like first volume was about. <laughs> I guess. Um, and like so, she's literally talking like a child almost. Alita mm-hmm. is, and then uh, and then she gets the berserker body and she acts a little older. When she falls in love with like y- like Hugo, Hugo, um, it she's like a little she's like fifteen ish. She acts fifteen ish, and she mm-hmm. kind of like has like like a schoolgirl like immediate fall in love with kind of thing. Yeah. And at this point, she's she's like kind of like in her later teens. She's like in her athletic age. Yeah. And then, but and then, volume five, aka the one right after this, she's kind of like early twenties ish Alita. Mm-hmm. So you're actually watching she's her kind reading of reading a book by a forgotten German master. By a forgotten German master. I remember master. that for some reason. Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Just kidding, he's I Irish. remember Zapan decapitating his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I remember a big don't robot, des- big robot Zapan who's not Makaku. Yes, that's right. And uh, but you don't really remember Destiny Nova, huh? I really don't. Okay, that's where that's fun. We'll get into him next time. Um, Destiny Nova, the uh, overarching villain, yeah. who in this, uh, the great thing that Josh Hugan's backstory, we'll, we'll, we'll re- go to commercial very quickly in a moment. But, <gasps> we um, have a commercial? Yeah. No, well, uh, what the fuck you call it? Musical transition. We should ask know. our friends to loop around to make us a commercial. Those fucking layabouts. Lazy drunks, you all. Did you enjoy the commercials they made using us? Yes, there was, they, they were really very fun, funny. Yeah. They turned out very well. Uh, but no, no. Uh, in this, for example, the, the Destiny Nova thing, because in the first volume... Uh, Destiny Nova helped create Makaku. Mm-hmm. He took this dying sewer rat who, like, literally grew up as, like, this, like, fe- shit. this fetus who grew up, like, literally in filth and then was, like, cruelly kind of, like, burned alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Destiny Nova basically gave him the will to live, created him as, like, this fucking maggot head thing. Yep. And basically just like, there you go. Do what you want. And the guy became a monster. Yeah. And in this, uh, there was a there was an accident, a motorball accident. Motorball where, accident. Where Jasugan, aka Jasugan. Just Jasugan. Jasugan, which is so fucking difficult to yeah, say. Yeah, Jasugan. 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 Is it like Susan? Jasugan. It's either really difficult or very Jasugan. easy to say. I, I don't know which one it is. It depends. But um, Ham and uh, S Doc. S Doc. S Dog. S Dog. I don't know. I don't know. Ed. Ed. Uh, Ed. My boy. I love Ed. Everyone loves Ed. Yeah. Um, Ed the boys. He uh. Hem and Jasugan got into a uh, motorball accident. Uh, they're both severely damaged. Uh, Jasugan mm-hmm. could have died. And then Destinova took him and said, hey, I'm going to uh, give you, I'm going to like not just like keep you alive. Uh, I'm going to give you, make you even stronger or whatever. Memory program his brain patterns instead yeah. of to make him like ultimate key champion. So so he's like, yeah, so he can, he can literally become the champion, but also he suffers from, what's it called? Because I think. Like brain spasms. Something? Yeah, brain spasms. Uh, Ed is the one who suffers from terminal uh, frost. Terminal frost, but that's because of uh, t- overdoing a drug, an adrenaline yeah. drug, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. something like that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and in that's, summation, so basically, 
Destiny Nova is like the overarching villain, but we don't really see him at all. And he's not really a villain at this yeah, point. Something about brain chips. He just he just kind of uh eh, don't go there. Uh everyone's read it. No, they haven't. <laughs> don't what you brain go there. Chips or snacks. Did you enjoy it? Improve your brain power. Anyway, so um so again, like the uh like we're gonna get to him next time where we're gonna talk about who he is and what he is. And we learned very quickly what he is and everything. Uh, but he's, he's like Tyler the, Durden. He's, he's the villain of the whole thing. Yeah, he's Tyler Durden. Alita has has suffered some schizophrenia, and she mm-hmm. sees another person, and she occasionally suffers from uh, multiple personality disorder. I am which Jack's is, berserker body. Yeah, well, fuck off. Hey, Jesus. Eh. how dare you? You Go would on. hate that joke. I would be very angry. Yeah, no. And I love that movie. It's a good movie. I don't care. I, it's a great movie. I don't care if people fucking over out, overdo it. It's a great yeah, movie. Just appropriated by people not people not great gabriel we're what? gonna go on a break fine when we come back we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about books what okay. saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna do our final thoughts on volumes four and five sorry three and four plus you're very Alan close Lolita, gabriel and then fucking dip um, and then no we're gonna we have a lot of things to talk about we have we, 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 we want to talk about ryan's goslings mm-hmm. and then i have something very exciting to talk about as well and we have a guest for next week oh that too whatever can't wait all right so go on a break right now we're gonna go on a break 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 okay Welcome back, dear fucking listener readers. Hi, guys. Two slow readers. Two fans are kunst, yeah. And fans are kunst. Eins, zwei, drei. A lot of German words in this. A lot of German, uh, a lot of Chinese. Especially German. I don't know about Chinese. Or maybe I read the Chinese words in German. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I don't remember. In the original, okay, in the original way. I've been reading this very drunk. This character's name is Ajitakuti. Now it's something. I I really I don't trust your pronunciations. I don't trust your. I genuinely don't. I don't like your mom. Also, how dare you? These. My mom's a saint. Also, by the way, this one also included the final chapter of Deluxe Volume One, which is is really fucking weird and annoying. And the blades. You know how it is. So, uh, so again, uh, and one of my favorite moments, an Alita moment as well. uh, The there is the Crash King in the second league. Ida Cuddy. Uh, the Crash King of the Second League, the King um, without a crown. Who the King without a crown? Because he's all about brawling. He's just not interested in winning. You're winning also fine. Um, he's a he's a fan popular, and also Caligula. Uh, he starts he starts out. That's another thing. Arm blessed. That arm was burst. the name of that dude. Yeah, what arm. Is that noise. Arm. And there's people playing music outside. Oh, there's people blasting their fucking car radios. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. honestly, arm blessed. Never made sense to me. Armbrust makes a little more sense. Really? I, I it's like more, German. I guess so. I think it make. I think it's fine because it's a little. Yeah. What? It's always it's a dumb name. I'm, I'm arm blessed. <laughs> I'm arm blessed. Hi, I'm arm blessed. So um, well, yeah, no, I love that moment. The 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 fight over the number ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Is that a car? Or is that a roommate? I don't think that's a roommate. No, I just had this thought where if that is an earthquake, what's gonna fall on me? It's your shoes. Well, the good news is that we That's can That's music, go. I think. Totes, my goats. Anyway, we'll do this very quickly. Okay. <laughs> so again, like the fight over the number 99. And I love... Awesome. The, I love... I love the whole argument is essentially Alita just goes... They're just like, look, there's a problem. Uh, there's, there's so many numbers. And she goes, I'm taking number 99. And she goes, they're like, yeah, there already is someone called 99. And she's like, I want 99. The other person's like, fuck you. And they're just like, fight please me. don't, please don't fight over this. And she's like, we're fighting. No, I'm gonna over fight this. over this because I'm gonna uh, win. No, I love Alita. She's like, she's yeah. pretty great. And yeah, that's why nine, number ninety nine is my favorite number. 
Mine's 54 because of disco. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, so, Gabriel. Mike Myers and Ryan Phillip. You disco P- disgusting duck. person. <laughs> so, Gabriel, final yeah. thoughts. Um, do you have final thoughts about uh, 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 Arm Blessed? <laughs> Arm Blessed specifically? Arm Blessed Great specific. character. No, Ma, this is an amazing arc. Um, if you're not really... I, would, I, could, I think you could throw this volume... And someone who doesn't even like manga, and they'd enjoy it because this is a great story about sports. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's Grace a, it's, Jones is in it for some reason. Grace Jones shows shows up. Yep. Yeah, I'm a, like Pam Greer shows up, and then she dies in a part in, in a fire in a plane. Who? What? Yeah, nothing. Anyway, um, so if you don't, if even if you don't, if you made it this far into the show and you haven't read this, yeah, the pick fuck? up pick up Battle Angel Alita, pick up this volume, especially look forward to this volume because it's it's amazing, it's outstanding story it's construction, the best part. it's great writing, and and again as always, Kishiro's art is amazing. Mm-hmm. The action is easy enough to follow. It's not the clear. I mean, when you have that much like technology and bolts and pieces, it's going to be a little bit difficult to follow who's hitting who. But the motion, the way your eyes flow around the page, it's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. And I love the climax. It's awesome. Yes. Great climax. I love how it ends. It's a, yeah. it's a great sports drama mm-hmm. climax where, yeah. I mean, I don't want to necessarily spoil it for people who haven't yeah. read it. You're like two pages away from the end of thing. And you're like, what? How can this resolve in two pages? <laughs> oh, Wow, yeah. Great, great, great ending. And yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's 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 so good. Anyway, uh, that's all my final thought, I guess. So I kind of well, I've been saying, I've been talking. Well, talk what about our final segment? Gabriel, we have one final segment before we shove away this goddamn book. Mm-hmm. And it's called Hey Easy Memories. Hey memories in honor of our dear friend Sean Hayes at the Whip Around podcast that's Whip Around one word not the Fox News show yes, Fox is the Whip Around podcast. News podcast definitely check them about out right we guests po- on their politics. show very recently but it's they a great time hello Sean hello Phil hello Jill hello Dave Mike Pence's policies anyway no uh, so yeah uh, we talk about like what are what's that thing you're going to remember down the line what is that hey easy memory Gabriel I think the one shot in this volume that always sticks with me is the the final, the final stand of Jasugan. Jasugan. Yeah, like in, the, in that final bit in the final fight. Love that image yeah. so much. Like it's, it's. You know, there's also a, um, in the beginning of that final battle where it's Jasugan versus the team. Mm-hmm. It's almost. It's there's no words. It's just this amazing series of violent images <laughs> that that clearly plays out. It couldn't work in any medium really, other than comics, because the the stillness, the space, the motion is beautiful. A, I really, really love it. A very good filmmaker, I feel like can can pull that off. I think but so. Like, they but need the, the, the comics yeah. is really the is such. There's so many. There's so few other mediums that could do this right. It, it's it hits a really nice thing between the like. Like it's the it's the it's the the motorball contest the whole thing's building towards it's Jasugan the champion against Alita and her four champions yeah and you're you waiting meet... this whole time to see him play at at the peak of his game yes and the whole also you meet the you meet the other four people throughout the whole series like they're yeah. enemies and friends and like become uh, teammates competitions and everything and then like of, yeah of all things it's like yeah w- not spoiling anything at all like he literally just like. Beats every single one like immediately seconds, and it's and it's all and it's just like yeah, and it's and, drawn and, and, and it's all done by art, yeah. and it's incredible, and it looks great, it's fantastic. Like most comics, never ever get as good as those few pages. Yeah, he shows a genius. Uh, Gabriel, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. hey, 
hazy memory. What's that? Uh, a lot. Because again, like it's... The book. In terms of hazy memories like this and also the book we're going to talk about next week are all, all hazy memories. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's stuff that I read like a while ago and it's like, yeah, I remember all of this. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what's actually a hazy memory that I really love from this that I, I, I really appreciate? What's that, Daniel? It's <clears throat> Adjudicati. Adjudicati? Uh, <laughs> yeah, him too. Uh, who, uh, towards the end, right before the final, uh, thing, uh, motorball game, uh, he confronts Alita because Alita has announced that, like, this is going to be her final game one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And he basically gives her shit for basically saying, it's like, listen, me, even that, that Tigel dude, like, like we live and breathe this. This is our lives. You were never one of us. You're just a drifter. Yeah. And, outsider. And it's just like, calls her, yeah, outsider. That's what it was. And like it, and that's something that like affects her for the rest of the thing. And it clearly represents like this is a phase she's going through. Yeah. And like, yeah, she's still a teenage girl. She's a teenage girl. It, it's like, it, can you imagine being in that? Remember playing that sport you used to play back in the day that you were kind of almost passable at? No. And, uh, and yeah, no, that's essentially what this is for. Except she's I, I used to go to track <laughs> practice, and then I decided I hated it. And instead of telling my dad, I just went to my best friend's house and read magazines and played video <laughs> games for two hours a day. Instead of doing track. Yep. Nice. Then I'd walk home down the busy thoroughfare while reading a book. Nice. That's cool. That's actually really creative use of your time. Good job. Yeah. Fuck Gab- track and field. Gabriel, fuck reading. Who reads? I love to read. Gabriel. Wow. I think that reaches the marks the end of us talking about. Uh, cool. Battle Angel Elite of Arms 3 and 4. I feel like it's hard to talk about it because it's like, I'm just going to gush. We ran out of shit to talk about of nine stories by the second episode. Um. Well, yeah, no. We uh, we can also do just shorter episodes, which we have no. not done this time around. No way. It's a long game we did that first time. Yeah. But, um, time. Gabriel. What? So we're in the final part where we're going to stop talking about books. Uh, next week, we ha- we were talk- we're continuing Strain 80. Yep. Uh, with, uh, as we mentioned last time. We rolled uh, a die and we landed on this number. And we'll be doing J.D. Salinger's The Catcher in the Rye. Finally. Finally. I feel like we started the show and we're like, we're not going to do Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> and here we are. Now we're going to read fucking Catcher in the Rye. Gabriel, uh, are we going to read Catcher in the Rye with Emily Buddies? Um, more than that, Daniel. Oh. Besides, we have a special guest Multiple in guests? Matt Struck, oh. host of Really Late Night with Matt Struck, oh. a wonderful YouTube show that I am very much a big fan of. Oh. I watch all of Matt's recordings, and he's a friend of mine from back in New York. I appeared on his show back in January. Anyway, so not only are we going to have Matt on the show, we're going to be doing a very special video episode of Slow Readers. This is the video. Oh, to be perfectly honest, I'm, I don't think we're doing the whole episode in video. We're just going to have portions of it. Depends on what Matt wants to do with it. Okay. But there's going to be a video component. You get to see the inside of Top Count Walk-In Closet. And um, we're going to be talking about Catching a Rife, my dear friend, and really, really excellent comedian, Matt Struck. Hey, and I love his mug. The his doggo mm-hmm. no steppy. Yeah, yeah. That's a good mug. I like it. It's a, it's a funny. Mm-hmm. It's a I'm sure. Funny. I'm sure I'll give you one. So um, give me one, Matt. Anyway, uh, so uh, I'm not gonna ask any harder. That's just because I'm desperate. <laughs> yep. So, so that's what we're gonna do next week. I'm really very much excited about getting into this. Now we're gonna do the plug section. Okay. Gabriel, you have something very exciting to talk about. I mean, yeah. Um, ladies. Um, so for those of you who 
listen to our show regularly know that uh, we also bring the whip around about this. Um, Ryan's Goslings, the team captained by Noel Snyder in honor of Ryan Snyder, our dear friend, former co-host of Sex and Violence. They ran a 5K in Philadelphia this past weekend, and they raised over 10 grand in, uh, just um, for organ and tissue donation awareness. So if anybody out there donated money to their cause, thank you so much. It was a wonderfully wonderful cause. I have the shirt, and I'm really very proud and pleased to have been part of it and uh all the love and praise to them besides that follow me on instagram at reed.richards please rate review and subscribe to this show we need your reviews more than anything else we need your subscribes as well write a review right now just do it please we need you come on man and then uh shit i don't know i don't have anything else going on in my life right now nothing that's sad come to viale de romani for a cocktail yeah Come to the pool. Come to the poolside and I'll make you a cocktail. All right. So We can I, talk about butts. <laughs> you can talk books to Gabriel. Books and butts. I couldn't say that. Uh, Gabriel. Yes, Dan. Uh, I have something very exciting to talk about. Is that I've been threatening this for goddamn a month. All right. And it's finally fucking happening. Mm-hmm. Gabriel on You're Friday. You're going to expose the P-tape. Oh, man, I wish. On Friday, April 26, 2019, I finally have... We'll see Endgame. A cook... Is that when it comes out? Yes. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, mm-hmm. A cook in the kingdom. <laughs> it's competing against Avengers Endgame. Yay. My novel... A novel. Uh, second, t- second novel and everything uh, that was releasing in installments, but now it's finally completed and together, A Cook in the Kingdom... The novel is coming out on April 26th. Yeah, buddy. It's right now available for pre-order if you're, like, pre-ordering things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely check that out. It's on Amazon. Uh, and if you want a, uh, more information on it, go to tapgallonpress.com. Uh, Hi. And go, and that has everything you need to know, including links and a description of everything. Uh, uh, technically, I'm actually – I finished it today. Cool. Um, I have, like, one more – like, the way it works is I have, like, one more day to kind of just, like – go through like you know technical stuff which is always surprisingly like you're just like no i'm not gonna go back and tweak it not gonna go back to it not gonna double check let me double check why is it formatted like that fuck and mm-hmm. then you spend yeah then you spend sure. an extra day formatting that's things. how you end up with uh, with them them lashes yeah that's how you end up with them lashes which i don't know how i ended up with them lash <laughs> but however that's what we're gonna do like that including the uh disclaimer at the front the copyright thing which is basically point out that this is the work of fiction yeah which is something i thought i copy and pasted somewhere but apparently i use the word fictiously instead of fictitiously okay which is kind of weird because like I thought I copy and pasted that from something. Mm-hmm. So I know I corrected that in all the books I have out. All right, check them all out, dudes. And, and uh, Twitter, Top Gun Radio, So Readers, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm done. Cool. All right. Um, I'm tired. You're? Are you tired? So we want to do another ten minutes? Yeah, let's keep going. All right, Gabriel. Can you recite all the lyrics of One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies? It's been one week. I know the chorus. No, all of them. That's the end of the show, everybody. Have a good night. See you next week with Matt Strzok. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com.